0: going on it's so good to have you
1: I know I'm happy to do this thank you guys for having me um I'm glad that we were finally able to do something together I remember uh meeting with you guys in Denver and I've always seen you guys like on Twitter and Instagram and stuff so it's
0: yeah. Really cool. yeah yeah and Jess your girlfriend
1: <laughs> yeah yeah she's she's over in another room working
0: <laughs> hey Jess <laughs> shout out Jess shout she's out to like Jess. She's like the awesome dubstep mom that we see always supporting you and posting the videos. Love She is
1: the best, you know, girlfriend in the world. And also she's like heavily involved with the project itself. So like I owe so much to her in terms of like my own Mm -hmm. career.
2: I like to say behind every big artist is his girlfriend with her iPhone, but right behind him, behind the decks, getting those stories.
1: Yeah. yeah, She's, she's always doing that. And there's, it's, it's like so much more than that with her. She's, uh, cause she does marketing at Democ, like that background. She, it's really helped me. Like she's, she's literally part of like the management team. She's part of every decision that I make. She's constantly like, you know, she's in all the meetings and stuff. Like it's, she's a part of, she's literally part of the, like the Ray Volpe project. So it's, 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 I'm very thankful for that.
0: Yeah. I know that with Chrissy dating High Zombie, she's like always, she's helping it with like tour management and everything and like the social media stuff. And so That's shout awesome. out to all the girlfriends who are dating yeah. a dubstep artist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I think that we're in um the future is female. There's this big group on Twitter with like a hundred girls in the industry. I believe that she's in that one too. I think that might. I think, be. I think she
1: she brought up that she was in like a, a like a girl group on Twitter, so that must yeah. be that one. Yeah, yeah,
2: those girls are so helpful. Yesterday, I was actually looking for um, blogs that focus on like pop punk and rock and like that kind of alternative music. And I just, I shot a quick message in the group and there were like two girls who gave me 10 plus blogs and contacts to reach out to. So that's perfect. Ladies, if you're listening, y'all are rock stars.
1: That's really cool. That it's just like a super resource, like a super resourceful group of just positivity too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's really dope.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So you're going to go to a couple of shows this year. Like what do you got lined up? You got Ember Shores with Illinium.
1: Yeah, we got I got Ember Shore's Millennium. That's gonna be really cool in Cancun. Um, I have two others, two shows that ha- actually there's there's a couple of shows that are supposed to happen this year that haven't been announced yet. But uh, aside from those, I have um Excision um San Francisco. I think that's December oh, 10th. Yeah. I'm that's also right. doing direct support for Millennium in Minneapolis the day after December 11th at the Armory, and that oh, one wow. I'm really excited about because I always have a lot of fun in Minneapolis, but uh, just the direct support for Elenium is like crazy. Um, I'm like very, very, very grateful for that opportunity.
2: That, that Minneapolis crowd, those people go wild. We were absolutely, we were at the loft like back in July, just for high zombie and Bainbridge, and they were lining up for doors and they packed it out. It was almost sold out. So you'll have a really good show.
1: Yeah. I've, uh, like I I did the loft back in August. It was like one of the, it's like, I, every, every time I'm in Minneapolis in general, just it's such a crazy crowd. I feel like they're one of like the, like, I feel like they get, I think they're kind of underrated because I think some, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people, I mean, obviously in terms of America, Denver's like the base capital, but yeah. I think Minneapolis definitely deserves a better, a better rep for that. Cause they, they go hard for sure.
2: Dude. I know. I, I didn't even know there were headbangers that far North. Like what? <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> Are there other cities that you've traveled to
0: that you think are also underrated that not a lot of people might not know about
1: ooh under ah, that's a really good question i feel like i portland is like cuz i feel like mm. everyone goes to seattle you know for like the pacific northwest shows and seattle is definitely like a like a, like one of the top markets in terms of that but I feel like Portland gets overlooked a little bit because I really like the shows over there and I really like the city in general. Mm-hmm. So I feel like every time I'm there, it's just like, it's it slaps just as hard as something like Seattle would. I know B- Portland's still a big city, but in terms of like the markets and stuff, people mm-hmm. obviously would point to Seattle instead because it's like a couple hours away. But I think Portland deserves, is like another underrated one.
0: Yeah, I've I've only been there to visit, but I've never actually been there to a show. And all I've heard about Portland outside of that and outside of having good food is the naked bike races <laughs> oh that's oh, yeah that
1: is a thing huh. i think they have people do like your gas for you the two like i think in oregon it's like a law or it used to be mm-hmm. i might be wrong yeah i don't They like there's, that's like a, that's a whole job to have that's crazy
2: the pump attendance
1: yeah that's such a <laughs> wild thought to me that someone's like like don't you fucking dare touch the like the gas pump <laughs> if you have to have someone else do it that's just a wild idea to me
2: I mean, I would take it because now, ever since COVID, every time I'm at the pump, I feel like I need to be wearing a glove because I heard that that's where a lot of the spread was happening. Like the oh, that the, makes sense. The pump handles are just so gross. I don't really want to touch it, anyways.
1: There was, I don't. So I'm from North Carolina. I don't know if there was a if it was there or if it was somewhere else. But I remember like 10 years ago, I read this story where um, there was like an like a, like a big problem where people were putting like needles. Yeah. Like by the big gas one. So people if you go to grab it, like you're getting like, yes, yeah, that oh my
0: god. Yeah. What kind of really terrible. kind of sick people are out there? <laughs> it's
1: terrifying, disgusting, absolutely.
0: One extra thing I have to worry about. Is yeah, fucking just, just add it to
1: the list of you know millions of other things.
2: <laughs> Seriously.
0: Well fuck. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so to don't touch the, your own. Bring thumb. the mood down there. <laughs> I know. Let's
0: let's uh let's hype it up here.
2: <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, yeah. So well, actually
0: uh, I do so you did sign with Disciple this summer. That's like probably the biggest news of your career, right? Yeah, it was,
1: it's a really, really cool moment. I, um, a lot of people, I think like a lot of people already thought that I was with them. So it was kind of like a natural step to take. Mm -hmm. Um, it was something we've had in the works for a while too, because I had done the world domination release with them. That was my first EP with them back in August of 2020. Um, and before that, I have always known a lot of the guys that are at the label in terms of the artists and behind the scenes, like the staff, I've known all those dudes for for years and sometimes it would just be in brief passing. Some of them I was closer with than others. And I, it was just kind of like, Hey, why, why haven't I done anything with them yet? So we went ahead and I did that EP and the announcement of just that EP in general, like it did super well. And people were freaked out at the idea of me even being involved in the, with the label at all. So um before my mixed feelings ep came out on subsidia earlier this year i was sitting down with my manager pat and with jess my girlfriend we were like trying to figure out what the next move was and we had all con- kind of come to the consensus that like hey we should you know we should click up with you know like some type of you know label just kind of solidify ourselves somewhere and it kind of just went back to disciple so we hit them up and we talked about it and they were interested and it was just that, it was just that easy and so we we knew and we kind of solidified that back in April before the mixed feelings EP even came out. So it was kind of a situation like, hey, we have this EP coming out on subsidia in May. So like we can't like do this and like cause you don't want to drop mm-hmm. two EPs back to back, right? So like we were just sitting on this secret waiting for like it was gonna the EP came out in August. And so we were waiting for months just for to tell people. It was like a whole it was a hard secret to keep. Like my friends, my oh, close friends knew, but some of even some of my close friends I didn't tell because I wanted to see their faces and it was, it was a fun reaction for sure.
2: I have to ask, and this is a question that a lot of people might not know the answer to when you sign like with Disciple or, you know, there's other labels that take on artists. That means that you're with them for a year, right? So like all of your releases for that next year or however long it may be need to be on that label.
1: So there there's, there's two types of deals that you can get. Um, some are like term deals like that, where they will sign you for periods of time. And then there's also other term deals where they'll sign you for, for releases. So, um, for example, yeah, like some labels, they'll be like, yeah, we are going to, we want you for three years. Yeah. Um, but those, I don't see happen as much anymore because you do like, there's not as much control on either side there. So what I see a lot now are term releases where they're like, we'll sign you for three EPs or six EPs oh, that okay. way
0: that makes more that sense. can be
1: over however much amount of time. But then there's also like, there's like, there's pros and cons to that. Cause it's like, okay, like you, you're, you're, you're set for like a certain amount of maybe a budget for music or videos Mm -hmm. or marketing, et cetera, et cetera. But then otherwise maybe if the label rejects the music, it's like, you could be stuck in there longer because you know, whatever the case may be.
0: Speaking of collabs, do you have any that you can spill that maybe not anyone knows about?
1: There's, there's one that I just, I, there's one that I just like got like I just got confirmation that I'm doing and I'm like freaked out about, and I won't, I can't say who it is, but I would say, I don't know how to like word this without giving out too much. I would say, so I, all right. So the, here, here, the ones I have currently that I can't talk about, I have a marshmallow collab, which what is What really the sick. heck? So I have heard, a marshmallow yes, collab that he's been, he's been playing out. Well, we're saying, yeah. Sorry.
0: Didn't he play it out?
1: Yeah. He opened with it at Lala. I, I went over, That's right. uh, I sent him some songs and he really, and he, he liked one and we were like, just, I was just like, let's work on it. So I was like, cool. So I went over and he told me he was going to open with it at Lala. And I was like, all right, sick. So I was, I watched it on the live stream and it was really, really cool.
2: That is a Dude. big one.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's like a
0: big win right there. <laughs> Holy shit. I think that's there, a bigger moment than getting signed with Disciple.
2: <laughs> it, it, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, it, Michelle.
1: <laughs> the, the time, the timing <laughs> worked out really well because, uh, I had signed a Disciple and then like the next week was Lala. So like, it was like, I put up like the announcement and the next week was like, yo, I have a, a collab with Marshmallow and mm-hmm. it's not f- completely finished yet. We're not sure on the release plan on it or anything, but there's that, um, I have one with nightmare that we've been playing out both like, like all the festivals and stuff. Um,
2: Maybe he'll play it this weekend at EDCO. I
1: would, yeah, I would, I would say, I would say you'll definitely hear it. Yeah. It's been, it's been like a staple in the set. So I'm, I'm I'll be really cool to see. Um, I EDC Orlando looks like so much fun. I've been to EDC Vegas once, but mm-hmm. Orlando seems like a, like just like a, such a cool vibe in a different way, you know?
2: Yeah. With those Florida people down there, they get crazy. Yeah.
1: They get, they're already crazy. Like they're, they're all, they're all getting crazy for other reasons, you know? So yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I've only been, I've only been to Vegas, but I've never been to EDC Orlando. So I guess we'll see how the crowd is over there. If it's any Mm -hmm. different.
1: I did like a unofficial pre-party for EDC Orlando in like 2017 or something. And it was like the weirdest experience of my life, but the (laughs) one of the craziest crowds. So maybe that's an underrated one there. Cause I was like shocked at like the energy in it.
2: What venue was it at?
1: I couldn't tell you. It was like, it was, I, I was, it was 2017. I was, I was a decent amount smaller. It was like a random bar, but it was packed out with like, it was like overpacked for the amount of people that were like that you could put in there. And it was just, it was just weird. It was just like, it was a weird place. It didn't look like they were supposed to be playing EDM in there, but it was fun. It was fun. You know?
2: Interesting. Sounds like Florida. Yes. Yeah, see, that sounds like one of the experiences you had with the after what was it abduction?
0: Damn. Uh, yeah. So basically, I don't know if you've heard of a- abduction. It was one that's of the, that's the insomniac- one that like
1: shut down briefly. Right.
0: Yeah. So basically I showed up, I showed up early to go support the homies, you know, and then it gets super, super, super windy. And I just have this thought in my head, like, oh fuck, they're literally gonna like, they better not cancel this event. Cause it is really, really windy, but there's no rain and there's no thunder. And I guess no one noticed, cause I guess the guys behind the stages, like some, like the stage was literally about to like f- fly away, literally it's like
1: swaying and shit.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it was the, swaying
2: the screen was going back and forth. <laughs> oh, like the screen was I've, swaying.
0: I dealt with everything. that before too. And so all this shit was happening behind the scenes while everyone, including myself were raging in the crowd. And then they just suddenly cut the cord and then, you know, police come by and they're telling everyone they have to leave the event. And so we evacuated and I ended up at this random tavern down the street and there was literally families there. And they're just imagine like families with little kids and then a bunch of kids and, you know, ravers with like thongs and fishnets and fur boots rolling in yeah. and just like raging and taking over the place. And then you go into like downtown Orlando and there was a fuck ton of people in downtown. Like every single bar that you could think of was shoulder to shoulder. Like that's every wild. single bar. <laughs> so that was a really weird night. Like there were so many after parties going on, even rated right ours after party at one of the bars there, there was the, it was on the second floor, but then on that second floor is the stage. And then there's a balcony. So technically that's the third floor. Imagine seeing all these people head and trying to mosh in that balcony and seeing that balcony sway. Like that was really sketchy. Yeah, That's terrifying. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, all right. I'm out. Peace. That's, that's yeah, that Florida behavior. <laughs> anytime
1: there's like unstable anything, like a stage or like a balcony or something, I get nervous for sure.
2: Dude, like the art car. So we were with Welcome at uh, Vegas a few weeks ago and the art car that we were on, it was just like this little rickety thing. You had to climb up a ladder to get to the decks and everything up top. And during Emo night, there were probably 20 people up there and we were like scared that it was going to break.
1: Oh, that's yeah. No, the, the, I feel like I feel like, you know, like our cars are like they feel like you're going to they feel like you're going to just like fall all over, tip over at any point.
2: Yeah, they're like botched together. The Welcome
1: our car looked really sick. I know like Lenny did the guest spot and stuff. It looked yeah. really cool.
2: Yeah, it was popping off. The only thing is that the sound bleed was a little bad because we were right next to the main stage.
1: That's the, that's the issue with the art cars is like, you're going to like get sound bleed at some point, but mm-hmm. I mean, it, it was like packed out. I feel like from the whole weekend, which is really, really dope. Yeah.
2: Absolutely.
1: I feel like it was like a well sought after art car. Cause like, welcome's a cool table. So.
0: Absolutely. Shout mm-hmm. out Kezo. Shout out Kezo. <laughs> Shout out to the welcome fam. <laughs> uh, well, Ray, we actually have a ton of submitted questions from fans. Oh, So I figured we could just go through some of these and we can just go from there.
1: Ask me well, ask me anything. I'm here for it.
0: All right. So I'll get started. First one is from Turner Brim XTX. He said, or he asked, what did you do before dubstep? Were you in bands, job, school? Like what did you do?
1: I so I started making music uh when I was 12, almost 13. So definitely no job. Um I started music making music in 2010. Uh, I was in seventh grade. Like, I don't know if it was like going into seventh grade or like the summer into eighth grade. I can't remember, but, um, yeah, I, I, I just, I was me and my friend, Tyler, uh, who lived across the street from me and we were just messing around in FL. And then I, he just kind of went and played lacrosse. And, I, and then I was like, I'm gonna keep doing this. And then I moved to Ableton. But before that, um, I, I was really into video stuff. Like, so video editing and film production, which sounds weird. Cause I was like at that point, 11 and younger, but I was actually making YouTube videos since I was about eight uh, or so, maybe not. Wow. I used to edit, uh, when I was maybe 11 through 14. So going into music a little bit, uh, that time period, I was editing a lot of, uh, montages like call of duty montages for gamers and stuff. Um, oh, yeah. I was doing a lot of stuff at that point um for various gamers and stuff and players and I was editing for them and I was doing other like editing stuff so I was constant I was like in integrated in like the editing community and like YouTube stuff and I would use a lot of post hardcore and also EDM for those videos and I always liked post hardcore growing up it was always like an influence for me and then EDM I was like oh this is like really awesome so like let me try making it. So I, that's, that's what triggered me and my friend Tyler from, you know, seventh grade to be like, Hey, let's just try making music. And then things kind of went from there.
0: That's so sick. We're using the movie maker, the good old windows movie maker. I, I started off in movie maker
1: <laughs> when I was like, probably like eight or nine. And then I quickly moved to Sony Vegas. And then I was like f- completely fluent through like uh, premiere and after effects by the time I was like 12, probably. Wow. Oh, after, after, effects, too. Music.
0: after effects is a beast. I just started learning it last year. God damn. It's really
1: dope. Did you come <laughs> from premiere or a different program?
0: So initially I was just using like Adobe essential, like, a elements elements. That's what it's called. Oh, Adobe oh, yes, premiere yeah. elements, you know, the most basic one. And then I started learning premiere a little bit, and then we started uploading music visualizers on our YouTube just to premiere some tracks from artists through the Dubstep FBI channel. And yeah. so I just went on YouTube university and <laughs> tried out some templates and here we are just continuously learning on YouTube university.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. After, after effects is like a, a crazy beast. I, I feel like, um, especially for like, if you're going to do the visualizers, it makes more sense. Cause I like, I stick to, I try not to go into after effects anymore out of just like pure just time to take time to like do anything so i i like i so i edit videos for like my patreon and stuff and since that's all just cuts i just do it through premiere and then yeah. i'll just open that sequence in after effects if i need to do anything like effect heavy basically or like motion tracking or something for whatever reason but definitely after effects it just like i love i i can talk about video editing all day i'll just go into like a, a hole because i just love it
0: <laughs> do you have any tutorials on your youtube of video editing
1: uh i did i do on like I haven't like, there's like there's an abandoned channel where I made tutorials on Photoshop and Premiere but oh. I will never tell anybody what that channel is
2: the archives
0: <laughs> all right Chrissy we got to put on the FBI hat do some yeah
1: digging. the D- 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 FBI is going to go undercover deep <laughs> for this one
2: yeah we'll find it our street team will find it perfect um next question we have Aaron Andres. he's wondering how you got booked for your first show like were you just a DJ or did you already have music out
1: so I already had music out I there's there's two first shows that I, I look at um or maybe like three because it, it's kind of interesting like what you would consider like the first show I guess um back in 2015 so I was like a sophomore in high school, I think. And I know well, I definitely was uh, because it, it, it plays into the story. I got approached by a frat in Texas, uh, UT Austin to headline, which I shouldn't be headlining anything at this point because I had like t- 10,000. No, 2015. I had like 30,000 followers on SoundCloud. Like I had, I had like a decent like little fan base growing. And um, so uh, they hit me up. They're like, yo, do you want to like DJ our frat? Party thing, it's like a paint party. I was like, "Oh great, yeah.
2: SAE."
1: <laughs> <laughs> they offered me like a stupid amount of money for the for that time. Like, Ooh. I was shocked. Well, that this also goes into the thing. Like, frats have way more money to spend. So, like, college frat shows, like even to this day, like the booking, like the fee is gonna be like way higher than like any club show or festival because they just have so much in that budget. Yeah. Um, so I was stoked because I was like. I don't have a job. I'm in high school. Like, I'm just chilling, you know? So, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, they're like, oh, how old are you? And I remember, I don't know why I responded like this. It wasn't malicious, but I was like, oh, I'm a sophomore. Like I just, that's, that's what came out of my <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: mouth. So they're like, <laughs>
1: yeah. Cool. So they pay for my flights and my hotel and they flew my dad out and they were, and looking back, they're probably confused as to why I flew my dad out with yeah, me. Yeah. If um, you're a
2: sophomore. Yeah. High school.
1: <laughs> so like, yeah, when I show up, they're like, you like, they're like, yo, do you, like you want a beer or anything? And I was like, no, I don't drink, and I'm also like under 21. But I also just didn't drink because you know I know some people definitely like underage drink, but I just I didn't, and I still don't. But um, and they were like, wait, like how old are you? I thought you said you're a sophomore. I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm a sophomore in high school. And they're like, oh shit, okay, for sure. <laughs> like, I was like,
2: jokes oh, on them. Mm-hmm.
0: Hey, you know, who knows if it would have even happened if you told them that you were a sophomore in high school? They probably I, thought you, you know, were a sophomore what- in college.
1: Maybe I wouldn't be here right now. That there one show could have changed everything. <laughs> Ripple effects.
2: So was the party lit or what?
1: It was pretty cool. It was like a packed. It was like a packed house party. They had like like a built-in wall like that they built to like act as a stage that was like separating things, and it was it was really cool. I had a good time. Um, my dad had a good time, and then we flew back, and everything was was cool. I remember uh it was it was was fun like that was like my first I guess literally show but it wasn't a show it was like a party and I wasn't playing on cdjs I had like a uh an uh mpd like midi controller it was just like launchpad basically I was just kind of launching clips of songs and then I would like press a button to go down to like the next song and hit play and it was so it wasn't DJing. It was just performing, I guess. Um, cause I was copying big chocolate. Who was like him and Skrillex for like my inspirations to make music and mm-hmm. big chocolate would perform like that. Um, so I was like, Oh, I want to do it like that. Uh, but then later that year I got asked to do, um, like eight dates on this, like driving in a car tour with uh, dirt monkey and Jansen. Um, and I did direct support for those. And those were like bar shows as well. Um, and those, I also did on the, the MIDI controller. So that those were like my first, I guess, shows in venues. Um, so in, like, and they were in a
0: legit
1: venue <laughs> we did, there were, there were some, there were some, there were some interesting places we did. Like, I did a show in like Nashville where the bartender no knocked Memphis. It was Memphis. The bartender found out I was 17 and she was like fucking like determined to get me drunk and I was like yo this is like very inappropriate you know like you cannot be doing that like, that's not cool you know yeah, i obviously she could didn't.
2: lose her license the whole bar absolutely
1: she could i couldn't tell you the name of the place you know she probably doesn't work there anymore but
2: mm-hmm.
1: i was just very uncomfortable with that and yeah. then um there's also like there was just a lot of fun like random like club places like it was like little bar like joints and like club jo- bar hybrids that we did and i had fun because it was a nice way to like get to understand like crowd being in front of a crowd and some of them were like they were mainly small they were mainly like 100 200 people but i had a really fun time doing it um and we were just like in a car between every show like they would drive um and it would be like some of them were like nine hours in the car and i would just be like listening to whatever they had to play. And like, they were introducing me a lot of cool music. Jansen and dirt monkey were like the first artists to ever put me on. Like they were the first artists to like that, that, that noticed me and they were like dirt monkeys had like a really sick resurgence in the past few years. And he's like doing a lot of really cool stuff on like Mm -hmm. the look side of things. And I'm Mm -hmm. really happy to see that. And back then he was like on top in dubstep too. So like I I was, I, I looked up to him and I was like doing stuff on their label. So that was a really cool moment for me. Um, so that was like my first real show. And then I had a real show on, or another real show, like the first one on CDJs um, was direct support for Getter in LA at the Fonda Theater. And Ooh, that was a like big a one. packed wow. show. And Damn. that was like, that was like the craziest moment of my life. Skrillex was there. Like, what? what? After, I was like, what is this? This is like, <laughs> it was like, I was like one of the coolest nights of my life.
2: That's when you know that you're on the right path.
1: It, it was, that was, that was a turning point in my life for sure.
0: That is so sick, man. Yeah. So you've, you've gone through quite a lot in a short amount of time.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Very short amount of time. I was able to somehow, um, not escape, but skip the local DJ growing thing. Mm -hmm. Um, which I'm very grateful to like be in a situation where I, I started off and like, I basically started once I played on CDJs, I started off playing like a lot of direct support shows and then mm-hmm. kind of just doing that from there. Um, so I was very, 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 very thankful for that. Um, very short period of time. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Well can't wait to see what more you have in store for the future, but all right. Next question. Reggae Brown wants to know, how did you and Jess meet?
1: Uh, we met through the internet. Um, it wasn't necessarily, it wasn't like a situation of, um, like, oh, we think, like, we're, like, we both, like, find each other attractive. Let's, like, DM. It was a situation of, like, um uh, we had to follow each other because of mutuals, basically. I'd followed her, and she thought that I was a bot.
2: Oh, <laughs> <She laughs> really?
1: That I had, like, a follow bot, which I've never had a follow bot in my life. Um, I just, we just had mutual, you know, people that followed each other, and it's, like, okay, you know, she had dimwock records in her bio, like, she's in the industry. Cool, like, you know, let's be URL friends, and, uh she had dm'd me one i don't know it was like it was like march 2019 she had dm'd me like hey um like like we have mutual friends like do you want to get lunch or something it was very and i thought i was like oh is this like business related like i didn't think you know i was like like what is this and it turns out she was just trying to meet url friends like irl so she was just trying to network and Mm -hmm. i was like yeah let's do something and she um we had made plans for dinner, a very platonic one. Uh, and she, we, we, we made these dinner plans that she fell asleep and where it was late for, uh, 15 minutes before we were supposed to go. I was on my way to the place. was going to get uh, ramen. And I was like, Hey, like, we're still good. And she's like, yeah, I'm good. And I'm like, cool. And then just never heard from her again. And I was like, something had to have happened because like, if you're gonna ghost somebody, you wouldn't reconfirm 15 minutes before, you know. You would yeah. ghost a couple hours before. I feel like,
2: mm-hmm. but she had,
1: she had, she had fallen asleep. She was a little, <laughs> she was a little tired. Oh. She fell asleep. At uh, least that's
2: all it was.
1: No, for sure. <laughs> yeah. So mm-hmm. she woke up later that night, and we just like went and got ice cream and Jack in the Box, and just like sat and talked. And I guess you know, I don't know, I immediately felt a connection. I guess she did as well because here we are, two and a half years later. So <laughs> something, something went well there. Something went right.
2: Gotta love the internet, man. That's how I met Matt, too. Internet. Oh, really? hmm
1: That's awesome. Just like social media?
2: Yeah. I just followed him because I saw he was a local artist here in Denver. And then he actually reacted to a story that I posted of my dog in front of the Christmas tree. And we met at Decadence. And the rest is history.
1: That's cute. That's awesome. How, how mm-hmm. early do you guys put up your Christmas trees?
0: Like week or two before. <laughs> I put mine after
2: Thanksgiving.
1: Mine's up right now.
2: Hey, I hey. love that. No judgment. <laughs> yeah. I should I have, probably go get one. Honestly, I don't even own one here.
0: I know. Damn. I'm like in a small ass apartment. I mean, it's not small. It's just, I have a fuck ton of stuff. So it feels like it's small.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so I need one like, of those mini <laughs> ones, like the three fuck trees.
0: Yeah. For real. Same here. We, we, uh, we have really
1: tall ceilings in our apartment. So, uh, we have like a normal size tree, but I want a next year. I want to get like a I want to get like a like a, like a 12 foot or something and I guess i crazy
2: <laughs> you should yeah hell yeah need a ladder to hang up all those lights though
1: oh no, I'll do it I'll do it it's worth I'll just it. like stand on my uh, my desk because it's like it's like right here I would move the camera if it wasn't like solidified into the desk right now but it's uh, I need to get like something nice for it
0: get some custom disciple or a volpitron uh, ornaments
1: <laughs> i think disciple might i need to get some Voltron ones made that's really smart thank you for that idea um i don't know if i'm legally minded to like owe royalties on that but i will be taking that
2: <laughs> yeah you should yeah this the season
1: that's really smart um
2: Damn. so we have we have another question from jerry hagel um he's asking if there's going to be a battle of the bros vip of the vip and he needs to know who wins
1: there technically is a VIP for the VIP. I play I've been playing it out. I started playing it at Base Canyon and Lost Lands, uh, where the heavy drops like that well, they're both heavy drops. The Britom part or whatever, like the second drop, uh, it's like heavier now. Um, and it's like a little slower paced. Um, but I that'll never that'll never come out. That's like that's for the that's like for the shows. That's for the festivals, mm-hmm. if anything, and not even like the club shows. Yeah. Um so uh well in the winter, um, I will never reveal. There is a winner though. I'm like, mm. I feel in my heart that there is absolutely one winner. And I'm not just saying like, oh, there's no winner because like, you want to keep it going. I, I believe there's a winner, but I just won't say it because I don't want to cause, I don't want to cause shit.
2: Yeah. Better left unsaid.
1: Yeah. That's, it's, it's a dangerous topic to get into like, what's a better genre, especially a subgenre of dubstep. You're asking for it for sure. <laughs> like, absolutely. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. King Antoine wants to know if you have any tips for someone new to mixing and wanting to produce much love.
1: Absolutely. Um, don't overthink it. A lot of people overanalyze their mix downs and their masters, and they like to EQ every little thing and they don't need to. I I have a Patreon that I talk to like people about this all the time. And I'm always saying like, people like to cut out like all these frequencies that don't need to be cut out. And it's kind of like fixing something that's not broken. If it's not broke, don't fix it. And a lot of people, I think do that. And it cut causes holes in the mix and it's just a process. So just literally just chill out, cut out the lows. So that way you're, you can have room for your sub and then make sure nothing is like clipping. And that's sometimes all you need. And then you can focus on the master, which can be for like stereo imaging and all that stuff. So. Just don't overthink it. It's literally less is more most of the time for me. I don't, I don't even understand half of the producer terms that people will throw at me. (laughs) They're talking about mid side EQ. I don't know what mid side means. I don't know what that is.
2: We don't either. So
1: I I, I know as much (laughs) as you do. I'm telling you right now.
0: We're, we're just, we're just behind the mics. We're just the podcast dubstep girls, but don't know nothing about producing. That's over my head. Outside of my wheelhouse, it's over my <laughs> that, head half the time, so I yeah. feel it.
2: Mad <laughs> respect, though. I do have one that I was curious about from Brady Brianna. Um, what started the Tron thing? Volpitron, Movie Tron, etc. Uh,
1: so, Volpitron in general started as the this guy. His name is Kai um and he is a vocalist rapper songwriter and he was with my friends dank sinatra who are like this trap they were a trap group out of i've heard uh, of them yeah they're out of florida and i had worked with them on some stuff and i was asking kai who's friends with them like yo can and they record his stuff i was like yo can you like record me some vocal like tags just shit that was like like you know skrill like says like yo skrill drop it hard and stuff like that. so i wanted i wanted my own you know Mm-hmm. So I was like, "Oh, get me something cool!" And so he did a bunch of like, "Ao hey, Volpe, drop that bass, all this stuff." And then they told him as a joke, "Like do Volpetron, like a like kind of like Megatron and stuff like that." And he was like, "Nah." And they're like, "Do it." And he's like, "Okay." And he did Volpetron okay. nine thousand, and I loved it. So I used it in all my songs, and then it got shortened to Volpetron, and it was actually Jess's idea on my stories to start making everything Tron, um, mm-hmm. just like. And I don't like, it's just, it's just like, I guess this is like a, literally just like an expansion of the branding really is all, there's no mm-hmm. like deeper meaning. It's just, just added in, you know? So podcast Tron right now.
2: Yeah. Fun mm-hmm. joke, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it clicks
0: like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just like the rhyme to it.
1: Yeah. It rolls off yeah. really nicely sometimes, you know, like movie Tron and like lunchy Tron, dinner Tron. Those are really good.
0: Dinner Tron.
2: Mm-hmm. It's almost that time.
1: <laughs> you know, it is after this, I will be, I will be munching for sure. I got to oh. go to the gym Tron, Jimmy Tron. There you
2: go. <laughs> I'm there over here go. like, I'm over here like
0: drinking a beer and I'm like, I should have gone to the gym before this, but whatever. It's you went yesterday. I, like
1: ninth Red Bull just actually, it's only my first. <laughs> yeah.
0: I did a go last night and last night was like day and that was rough and I'm feeling it today for sure.
1: <laughs> you're, yeah. you're not moving today. It's just solidified to the chair.
0: Yeah, exactly. My Thank ass you. is just basically glued to this chair today.
1: that's valid valid
0: well earlier you mentioned the 9k but someone ah damn guru asked will you restock your volpatron 9k jersey
1: uh i will be i will not say when but i will say soon just very soon context clues you could probably piece it together when it would be like when it makes sense to drop
2: black friday (laughs) that's a good guess (laughs) all right
0: black friday we'll keep a lookout on the volpatron social media handles <laughs> yeah
1: there's a uh, there's a fan that has the volpatron twitter and it's really cool they they post memes and stuff and i wish Ooh. i had got the tag first
2: someone has that oh is it it's um i didn't know that there was a fan account for you
1: yeah it's just a uh, twitter. i don't think they're i don't think they've been active lately i don't know maybe they got in trouble maybe they're like got grounded and banned off social media <gasps> Or maybe they hate me now. I don't know.
2: (laughs) You did something to upset them.
1: Yeah they they they're gonna they're gonna start tweeting fuck Ray Wolfie on the (laughs) next.
2: Oh no! (laughs) Like damn it, he drinks Red
0: Bulls instead of Monsters. Fuck him. Yeah,
1: I used to drink Monster like all through high school because I was like a scene kid because I like like, I Mm drink I like post hardcore and stuff. So Red Bull wasn't. If you were like a scene kid, you didn't drink Red Bull. You definitely drank Monster. So like that was my whole life.
2: You don't like bang.
1: Uh, I tried one recently and I didn't like it.
0: Was it the flavor, or you just didn't like how it made it was you a feel? Flavor.
1: Like, do you, are you guys, do you guys, are you guys, are you guys, Bangs fans?
0: I'll drink it, but not like the only times I'll ever drink it actually is if I'm going on long road trips because like it'll actually keep me awake. Gotcha. Mm-hmm.
1: I don't, I don't like Monster anymore at all. I think going into EDM and playing shows and being around Red Bull, it like just formed my taste buds and now i fucking like i can't i can't you know actually you know what if monster is listening to this and they're they want to work with me i love monster
2: <laughs> hey didn't they just sponsor subtronics <laughs>
1: uh yeah they did yeah mm-hmm. I, they, that's did, a like big they did like they did this tour right yeah and they done i think they've done stuff with Kzo i think and like they did excisions tour in the past and stuff like that
0: mm-hmm. damn that's cool i wouldn't i wouldn't be surprised monster if you're listening to this uh dubstep fbi and uh ray volpe we love you
1: oh yeah mm-hmm. we, we we love monster
2: we need a unique flavor.
1: That'd be cool. A custom like Dubstep FBI flavor energy drink.
2: Tastes just like investigations.
0: Like or even just like Dubstep. Yeah. Dubstep flavor.
1: I, I don't think that would taste good. I'm going to be honest.
2: <laughs> it would probably True. taste like BO and KC. Yeah, it's going to taste
1: definitely. It's going to taste musty for sure. Ooh. Like it'll musty like, weed.
0: It'll taste like day three of Lost Lands. <laughs> Just dust. <laughs>
2: Don't remind me. <laughs>
1: it's a can of just dust.
0: <laughs> Man, that was quite the weekend. That was a crazy weekend.
1: <laughs> Did you guys go from Thursday?
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, all four nights.
1: Just tiring at the end of it.
2: Uh-huh. Base Canyon, I
1: felt like was more tiring though. Cause really, had like, like where we were staying at Lost Lands, it's like 30 minutes away or whatever, but like mm-hmm. Base Canyon, you're like a three hour trip each way like one Jeez. way is three hours i didn't know that yeah we did 24 uh 24 hours for the whole weekend literally because we went from thursday so it was six hours like every night
2: wow damn yeah, that must it must be in the middle of nowhere then
1: yeah it's in like george washington because the gorge is there so it's mm-hmm. george washington
0: george
2: washington. <laughs> oh yeah. i see yeah. did you guys have like
0: a shuttle at least or a driver yeah, no,
1: yeah they yeah so the sh- they, they had a shuttle that was like those, like the 10 passenger ones, like the white vans mm-hmm. for the artists, like every, every whatever hours or something like that, they had, they're like, Oh, here's the shuttle. And then we just hopped on.
0: Damn. So if you ended late, then you're getting home by like 3 AM or 4 AM yeah, even we were
1: getting home like two to 4 AM on those nights. Yeah. Oof, was-
0: that's rough. Well, we got the lightning round next. So these are not submitted questions from the fans. These are just questions that we came up with. So just try and answer as quickly as you can with these. Hence why it's called a lightning round.
1: Yeah. You said, shut up and answer the fucking (laughs) question.
0: Shut the fuck up and answer. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) All right. So first question is what is your pre-show routine?
1: Uh, freaking out because my set isn't finished and stressing myself and my girlfriend out and then getting to the venue and being okay. And then I do well, but it's just stress. (laughs) Very healthy. Mm -hmm.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Hasn't that that happened to Matt before Chrissy? Um, he usually has his sets done, but the worst thing is he gets there and the, one of the decks doesn't work or it's like skipping or something like that.
1: Oof, that's yeah, that's a, that's a pain. I hate, I hate when like, there's like, I, there's always like some random thing that happens. Especially like, I go to sound check and everything's fine, and then I show mm-hmm. up during my set. I'm like, what happened?
2: Yeah, Ugh, comes with the territory. Mm-hmm. Um, next question. This is our standard Dubs of FBI question. Fuck, Mary, kill nightmare, adventure club, barely alive. <laughs>
1: Fuck. That's really hard. I really like (laughs) all them a lot. I've collabs with all of them. That's great.
2: I saw they all (laughs) brought you out at lost lands too. Huh?
1: Yeah. Might, might have to cancel. Might have to cancel one of them after this. Um, I think I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm sorry for this. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to fuck nightmare. Very handsome man. I'm going to marry adventure club because they are the sweetest boys I've ever met in my life. And unfortunately I have to kill barely alive, but I think it's okay because if we're ter- talking like live shows, that's just Willie. There's a whole other guy and he could take over. Matt could take over. Mm-hmm. They won't know. So we're yeah. good.
0: Hey, okay, and if you're playing like some sort of video game, you can always revive him, right?
1: Exactly. Like someone could take over the second generation <laughs> with the helmet, you know? So that can continue, that, that can continue on. So I'm huh. just thinking on the terms of business though.
0: That's the hack. That's a loophole. Absolutely. Yeah. thinking strategically. Mm -hmm.
1: love to see it (laughs) absolutely so
0: can we when you and adventure club get married can
2: we come to the wedding at least
1: absolutely yeah but you guys are the reason we're getting married now
2: yeah we'll be giving a speech then
1: okay for sure all because of a game on the podcast yep yeah (laughs)
2: there you go (laughs) exactly all right how
0: many ids are you sitting on
1: uh a lot Tech, like like, uh, a lot mainly collabs right now um but Probably like 20, 30. That's fat. Yeah.
0: That's a good amount. Half
1: mm-hmm. of them are like being played. The other half are like, I am need to work more on.
2: Okay. This is our last question. Do you produce any other genres besides dubstep?
1: Yes, I do both heavy and melodic dubstep. So like in the dubstep realm, um, I make... Uh I make some poppy stuff like that I don't put out, like um some just like random like ballady kind of things. Um I'll do like EDM pop infused stuff. I'll make um house sometimes, which Ooh. like house, like bass housey stuff, which I put out a couple of those recently. Um I'll dabble in the trap and I have a lot of like rock influenced stuff as well. The, all the vocals are very rock influenced, and then I have like a couple songs in the works that are like they have like full-on rock sections Mm -hmm. um like I'm working on a song with uh Frank Zuma who's the drummer from Sum 41 Um, that's a
2: big one yeah
1: really 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 great guy and we're both from New York and um yeah we just like bonded over that incredibly and we're like let's work on something and it's like a really cool like upbeat rock section of this melodic dubstep song so it like switches completely so that's really cool
2: I make everything yeah, hope, hopefully it comes out one day.
1: Oh, that'll definitely come out. I hope, like everything's gonna come out next year. I've got two more songs okay. coming out uh, this year. Um,
0: okay.
1: Otherwise, everything will be next year.
0: Sweet. So may- maybe the marshmallow one we can we can be expecting that one next year. Fingers crossed. I,
1: I would. I hope so. <laughs> I yeah. Fingers crossed because that's because we know damn well that's not up to me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like, <I'm not> gonna, <laughs>
1: All right, Mellow. I want to put this out right now. He's like, okay, I'm on it. <laughs> like, it's, it's,
0: yeah not quite how it works with him
1: (laughs) i I think we we did talk about uh, it though i was it was definitely a conversation of like
0: do you want
2: this to come out he's
1: like yeah for sure because some collabs you know are made for just like they're never gonna ever get put out so ideally it will
2: well i mean his last album what he had the collab with subtronics he had a bunch of collabs
1: yeah a bunch on there Mm
2: -hmm. cool
0: so there's hope yeah yeah. Fingers crossed for you. So before we actually wrap this up, do you have any final words to all the audiences who are listening in right now?
1: Uh, yeah. Hi. Um, if you're just a listener of EDM and dubstep and all that, then hello. Uh, thank you for listening to my music. Thank you for uh, being a fan of dubstep FBI. You guys are really cool people. If you are a producer um, keep working, you know, if you're an aspiring producer, keep working on it. Consistency is everything. Um, sometimes less is more, like I was saying, in terms of like mixed down and stuff. So don't overthink things. If you guys need production help, I do have a Patreon. If I can plug that, um, which is just patreon.com slash Ray Volpe. I do sample packs, production tutorials, all that type of stuff. I don't know. Buy my merch, come to my shows. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> whatever, yes. whatever.
0: Like, Go support yeah. this man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you. Support Dubstep FBI. You guys are really cool. I appreciate what you guys are doing uh, a lot. It's cool. Um, I feel like you guys are like one of the, th- Few doing it well in like the basic area. So, wow,
2: thank
0: you. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it.